I am a cheap sock. I cost half a dinar. An industrial cooperative manufactured me, and my profit margin was redistributed among the elements of production. An ordinary man bought me, a manual worker quite poor. This man married an ordinary young lady, and they lived together in a small apartment. They were very happy together. Lightning recap. In Muhammad al-Asfar's The Story of a Sock, a sock goes on an adventure, only to discover that the real treasure was at home all along. I am fairly certain we all have a little time. And I am fairly certain that we have a little podcast. This is Short Story Short Podcast. I am still talking. And today I'm here with... Uh, I uh, remain and have not become anything other than Christy Baxter, famed astronaut. True. So true. Uh, And, you know, it's Christmassy and there are bells hanging and Hanukkah's happening and... I'm really looking forward to Kwanzaa again, uh, but I feel like I'm missing a story. What what story should I have read? It's funny that you said you feel like you're missing a story because you know what often goes missing? Socks. Uh, oh, that's something new. Socks go missing. And so if you want a story about a sock going missing, Muhammad al as the story of a sock would be your go-to. Now, this is a one of my favorite types of stories. It's a personification story. And we shouldn't anthropomorphize objects. They hate that. Uh, but the narrator of this story is, in fact, a sock. It is. It is a sock. Uh, we, we learned that right from the bat. There's no being coy. There's no playing around with it. It just, you know, the author just comes right out and says, I am a cheap sock. Not even beating around the bush about, you know, like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm made with some pretty decent cotton or something like that. You know, like, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm not, I may not be the most expensive sock, but I'm not, you know, something you'd pick up on the side of the road. No, pretty much it goes, comes right and tells us, cheap. Yes, and this does remind me of the show Greg the Bunny, in which the racial slur for puppets is socks. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the funnier bits that they do there. Uh, but here it's interesting that it is not a particularly special sock and that is part of the charm that allows us to sort of i think connect with the idea of a talking sock yeah it's not a very special sock so yeah it it can act sort of as a reader insert in a, a very weird way because again it's a sock but it's also a very um kind and empathetic and very feeling sock. Um, it, the sock notes that the bride was very gentle washing it and you know didn't use harsh soap, didn't use washing soda. Um, and, and so like it, the, the sock very much experiences being taken care of. It experiences being in nature and, and in, in this world. And so with those, I think, those sensory details and those, those interaction details, it really helps the personification um, come to life. It helps the sock come to life. The sock is people. 
<laughs> yes. And I like the, the idea here that one of the most inconsidered of clothing items, because people don't really put a lot of thought into socks, uh, unless you're one of those crazy professors. Uh, yes, I am Professor Sock. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things in this world better than a fresh, clean, dry pair of socks when your socks are not fresh, clean, or dry. And uh, I am one of those weirdo freaks who is absolutely okay with getting socks for Christmas uh, or any other day of the year, listeners. <laughs> so I, I like socks, but I'm also a weirdo. Other things I like include glassware and lamps. I enjoy glassware also and have a uh, fairly small collection of my personal favorite uh, 1960s, 70s, and 80s uh, Avon perfume bottles shaped like cars and uranium glass, uh, which is neat because if you put it under a light, it fluoresces, I think is the word. Yes, I do believe that is the word. Uh, I am currently drinking from my 1990s Protect Our Earth and Heaven and Nature Will Sing Christmas coffee mug. Aww. That is actually from my childhood. <laughs> I'm probably. So glad we saved the earth. Right? I know. We did a really good job with that. Um, probably purchased from a school fundraiser. Um, is that made of ivory? Well, yes. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> made of um, ivory and um, kangaroo skin. I don't know. I was trying to think of something endangered and I came up flat. So kangaroo skin is what you get. Deal with it. Uh, I would have gone with Irrawaddy River Dolphin. Uh, I know what that is. <laughs> Um, but back to socks. This, I, I really think this is one of the more charming stories we've read because you've learned to love this sock. You really have. You love his kindness and his love for his owners. You love that he feels that need to, or you know, take advantage of circumstances and find out is the grass really greener on the other side. That's a very human thing to do, to want to see what else is out there. But the sock goes out and sees what else is out there and realizes that he had it good at home. Um, not for any sort of material reasons, but more for the like spiritual things that the sock <laughs> received <laughs> in the home of the uh, ordinary young man. So, yeah, it is. It, it, I think that aspect of it is charming. This could have gone a couple different ways. I don't know how many different ways you can take a story about a, a sock, but. It could have gone a couple different ways, but definitely went towards the way of me going, oh, what a nice sock. Yeah. And what a nice family owning the sock. Uh, yes. The, this is, I think, the second story in which we've had a character who is a dustman. Because uh, I think there was that story about the dustman we read um, in the before times. That, uh, yeah, that is really nice that again a character that is not particularly remarkable again allowing us to latch on to them because they are of a a remarkably understandable class yeah absolutely it's it's something that a lot more people can relate to and that relatability i think um goes a long way they're they're, they're more secondary characters seen through protagonist socks eyes you know, the eyes of a sock. Um, 
but uh, they they definitely are very like kind and humble, and uh, I think therein lies their charm. And why they're perfectly matched with this sock. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Where you are. Uh, I like the elasticity of the story. Um, <laughs> I really, it was, it, it didn't take long for me to get a toehold into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to end this before we keep going because we could for a long time. <laughs> we could sound like a couple of heels. Anyway, shoo, shoo. Um, but that's the sole reason that we're stopping, right? <laughs> I made him wince. He's wincing. I gave Chris wrinkles. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. But uh, anyhow, <laughs> I think that when you approach a story like this that is fairly short, this is only like 500 words or so, I think, uh, it's pretty quick. It's got a lovely sort of sense of there's all there's both discovery and the classic you know it's really about the friends we made along the way um, that i love <laughs> and it has an utterly charming ending that is just uh where the the sock becomes a glove <laughs> <laughs> No, you. No, you. All right. I love the fact that during the uh, setup to that, we also discover that there is a language of socks. Yes, that is true. Um, just another another aspect of the charm. Although um, there's there's a little there is one moment when I had to crook an eyebrow up. You know, when it was uh, the the sock is very grateful to be back with his family. He's talking about the, the man says, I was close to his heart. Had I not witnessed his wedding night? Raises a couple questions. Um, just a couple. Like, uh, I, I don't know that that was needed to be included because now I'm wondering, did he witness the wedding night because the, it happened with the socks on? Or was the sock like tossed to the side? That doesn't seem like, I don't, I'm way too into, not into, but I'm way deep now in thinking about the mechanics of, of what a sock would witness on a wedding night and how and from what vantage point. So um, that kind of took me away a little bit, but that also could be because my brain is weird. <laughs> and I think that, that there's a an intimacy there because I just assumed, you know, oh, he was at the wedding, uh, which happened at night, uh, obviously. Um, I mean, yeah, that's how socks do. <laughs> but do you think socks determine day and night by position of the sun or whether or not they're in a shoe? Hmm. I mean, whether or not they're in a shoe depends also on the lifestyle of the person who owns them. And, you know, do they do shift work? Are they out a lot at night? You know, so those things would also impact how the sock would experience time. Hmm. We are really going deep into this thoughts and feelings of the sock. We are shoving our foot all the way into the sock. Sorry. Sorry. It, I'm just, no, no. It, it, did, didn't. It, didn't, it didn't even sound better in my head. I don't have any excuse whatsoever. Good. Uh, 
so yeah, this is a wonderful story and it's in translation, which is interesting, I believe. I didn't see if there was a name of a translator though. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, nothing really listed. No. Hmm. But uh, clearly a very, very, yes, child. Um, <laughs> clearly a story that is it's a story that I would say is one you share with someone you really, really care about because it shows that even the simple things in life can have a deep and profound meaning to one another. Yes, I like that. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yes. Also, there are some socks that end up on the mantle place uh, during Christmas. Ah, yes, those socks. Yes, there are some socks on the mantel place and we put candy in them. Or, or if you're uh, like my mom, you also put uh, an orange in the bottom. My mother usually puts our, uh, our little things. So it'll usually be toothpaste, toothbrush, a couple pairs of underwear, some socks, oddly enough, which I guess is cannibalism. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but now I'm never going to be able to think of it any other way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. There's also something interesting here. Do you realize that all socks are, by their very nature, mated pairs? Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. But damn, do those pairs have a high divorce rate? Yeah, I have uh, three pairs of socks now and uh, 500 single socks. Uh, it's very impressive. I don't know how it happens. Yeah, I just went through and found some lost mates of socks the other day. So I have a nice supply going, but it was a little disheartening seeing how many of them are now uh, single Pringles. Yeah, there was one that was uh, stuck in this uh, dustbin and uh, I, I, I washed it and I uh, realized it was just single socks. So I threw it away again, but it had it coming. <laughs> what a brutal way to end this. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything else on this one? Uh, not on this one. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that if you take the moss out of Christmas, you have Christy. Correct. I think. That might not work out etymologically. Eh, eh, who cares about words, meanings, and origins when we have uh, weird, stupid jokes that I can make about my name? Again, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do you want to be correct about something else? Uh, always. What are we going to read next week? Next week, we are going to read a story that is in my calendar, but that I have to find now because I'm losing my mind. Um, we are going to read The Snow Child by Angela Carter. Oh, I love her agent show. Uh it was a Marvel Universe joke for those of you out there who missed the greatest TV show ever made. Uh, <laughs> and while I rewatch that and enjoy Christmas Tide, this has been short story, short podcast. Ho ho ho! I'm sorry. Hose, uh, uh, excuse me. What did you just call me? <laughs> and scene. <laughs>